What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Today on Sports 360, we are joined by another Sports 360 rising star, Bria Townsend. Bria recently earned her master's degree in sports management from Columbia University and will soon begin work for the National Basketball Association as part of a two-year associate's program. Bria is a go-getter who sets a shining example for young professionals and students who desire to break into the sports industry. She also provides some excellent advice for her peers on the steps they can and should take to make the dream of a sports career a reality. It's a great conversation, and it's coming up right now on Sports 360. Joining me today on Sports 360 is Bria Townsend. Bria is one of the Sports 360 rising stars that we have identified, those who are on their way to doing great things in the sports industry. Bria, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. I am doing fine. Um, And I really... I really am looking forward to our conversation today because, you know, I've had the opportunity to to interview a lot of people in and around the sports industry, some who are very well known in the industry, others not so much. But I really enjoy talking to our rising stars, those who I believe, like yourself, are on their way to doing some really significant things in the sports industry and I like to think that we're getting our hands on you first. And so I'm I'm excited to have you on the show today. I really am. I'm I'm so excited to be here. Oh, good, good. And just by way of background, Bria, because I would like um, Mm -hmm. our audience to to get to know you during our time that we have today on Sports 360, Um, you are a graduate of Spelman College in Atlanta. Uh, yeah. graduated in May of 2018, and you are a couple of weeks away from earning your master's degree in sports management from Columbia University. Yeah. Um, in addition, though, um, you are also finishing up a internship at Paramount Sports and Entertainment in New York, and a few weeks down the line, you will be joining the NBA, the National Basketball Association. And we're going to talk about all of that and more, but it certainly seems like it's been an exciting time for you these past several months, and you have some exciting things ahead. Yes, it has been a really amazing journey so far. I've been, it's been really fun. Now, here's, here's the thing that I wanted to explore with you, because I think this is, you know, I, I've been in this game for a little while, and in speaking to you know, young people and young professionals mm-hmm. who want to get into the industry. Many mm-hmm. times you see them having so much in their background that's that's about says sports, right? Maybe mm-hmm. all throughout undergrad they had all kinds of internships and 
took all kinds of courses and all that. But you come at it a little bit differently. And that's what's intriguing to me, because your degree from Spelman is in economics with a minor in management and organization. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yet here you are, you know, making some real headway in sports. Um, how, how have you been able to do that when you don't have what I would call sort of the traditional background for someone who's looking yeah. to break into the industry? Yeah, so I think it's always interesting for me because compared to most people, I actually didn't even play sports in high school. Um, I was more into the performing arts growing up. And then I went to a STEM program for high school, so I focused on engineering and more computer science. And then I did a summer program with PricewaterhouseCoopers my junior year of high school, decided I wanted to go into accounting. Then I battled going into, uh, I wanted to be the United States ambassador to Great Britain. My dad will tell you it's one of the most hilarious things I ever told him. And then um, I got to Spelman. I always wanted to go to Spelman. It was my dream school. And I realized they didn't have an accounting program, nor did they have a business program. So I was like, well, I guess I'll be an economics major, which is kind of the major a lot of girls go into when you, we, you want to do business or finance or accounting. And it's not an option, really. So I decided to do the economics major with the minor management organization because that also gave me the opportunity to take a classes in accounting, finance, marketing, and management. So the so, wine so journey. Yeah. So, I mean, but, but uh, so you're taking those classes and, and, and you get your degree in economics uh, Mm -hmm. with the minor in management and organization, but yet here you are (laughs) (laughs) right, (laughs) on your way into the sports industry. I mean, and you have, you know, gotten some internships that we're going to talk about those in in a few minutes. Um, But also too, you're, you're about to, um, earn your master's degree from Columbia yeah. in in sports management. So mm-hmm. how is it then, given your interests in all of them, right? Engineering, accounting, mm-hmm. you know, ambassador, <laughs> right? all these interests that now you're on your way into the sports industry. What, when did that turn? When did the interest in sports sort of spark in you <laughs> and you say, now that's what I want to do? Well, I was always interested in sports. Um, my dad played college football. I, my great uncle was in the Negro League and played baseball for a while. A lot of my family, a lot of my family, um, especially the Townsend, play sports. And um, when I was growing up, I had the pleasure of watching my dad's cousin, and I call him my uncle, play professional football for pretty much my whole childhood. And I went to the Super Bowl in 2009 with him and the Steelers, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And then I kind of always knew I wanted to do sports. Everything else was kind of more of a, oh, this is what's in front of my face, and this is what I see is attainable, whereas to me, sports wasn't necessarily as easily attainable. And then I kind of got to college, and I said, well, what I'm going to do is kind of get as many transferable skills as possible so that when I'm ready to go into the sports industry, which I didn't expect to be this soon, um, I expect it to be maybe about five years from now, I would be able to have all of these different skills that I think, you know, just work 
for the industry, understanding accounting, understanding finance, how to talk to people, how to deal with people, you know, understanding like code, like understanding the analytics behind how we make decisions in the sports industry. So those are kind of some of the things that pushed me, um, you know, towards more of a sports career. And then I, I wanted to work in sports because I saw, I didn't see a lot of, especially African American women, especially not on my TV screens. You know, I did research on agents and I was like, wow, there's very few if black female, black women agents, especially for NFL players. And so, you know, it sparked an interest in me. I was like, I want to do something different. I want to inspire people. And I think that was the best way for me to do that. That was my, ended up being one of my goals was to work in sports. Now you you said a a number of interesting things Mm -hmm. and two words really, you know, struck my ear and, and, and you said transferable skills. That's something that as I speak to young people, when I was teaching law school and I was talk to my students and even now when I talk to students and young professionals, that that's something I feel very strongly about as well, that yeah. you, you have to obtain skills. And I think a lot of times young people, students and others, they focus on jobs <clears throat> um, and jobs are fine, but jobs can be taken away from you. Yep. If you acquire skills, I like to say they're yours to keep, right? As long as mm-hmm. you obtain them, sharpen them, use them, and, and so on. So to me, the more important thing as any person plans out their career path in whatever industry is to focus on skill attainment and skills yeah. that are transferable. So I think what you said there was really important. Um now, for me, though, I, I still come back and I have a, you know, I want to stay on this point of how you've been able to make it to where you are now, where, you know, yeah. you have some promising things ahead of you. Because, you know, I, you know, I, I often say to to people when I interview them that your resume, your background has to demonstrate your interest in the field. Mm-hmm. So if someone says to me, I'm interested in sports, well, I want to see it. What have you done right. before you've come here looking for this opportunity? Um, and so, uh, you know, with the competition being so fierce, I'm still intrigued as to, for example, even getting into Columbia and, you know, the mm-hmm. sports management program right. there, the master's program. How were you able to sort of navigate that and successfully get in, given again, mm-hmm. your background doesn't exactly scream out sports? Right, right. I think one of the interesting things about me is, um, you know, I think I could talk about the inspiration behind sports. And that's one of the things I noticed in a lot of the interview, my interviews, they were very, I would say impressed how I perceive it, how I perceive the sports industry, the ability sports has to unite communities and really uplift children in ways that, I mean, you think about how, how many kids play sports and how much it means to them. And um, those are some key things that for me, really, I honed in on because it's my, I can, I can speak to the passion of it. And um, like I, like I said, I spoke about, I have some great family members who are in the sports industry. And a lot of the conversations I had with them when I first brought up, you know, I want to work in sports. And I know a lot of amazing, they know a lot of amazing people. They've done a lot of amazing things. And they were so 
helpful to keep me focused on the goal that, you know, it was really, I'll say, not necessarily negating the power of the network of my family. That was one of the things I think has really propelled me in the sports industry. I don't even think my uncle really knows how much he inspired me to go into sports. Just because, like, he's from Mississippi and he put a gym in Batesville, Mississippi. You know, that's really inspiring to me because you think about how many gyms are really in Batesville, Mississippi and what that can do for that community. So when I'm in my interviews, you know, I talk about my passion for it in my community service work speaks to that, that I'm interested in inspiring my community. Yeah, that that's fantastic. And, and again, you know, you, you, you said some things that really struck a chord with me. I mean, and that is when you talk about sports and its ability to unite communities, you said, and also to uplift children. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, it's, when you think about sports, you can think about the competition on the field. Right. The play. You could think about the business side of it, but it's also this opportunity to really bring people together. You know, Mm -hmm. I I, I think back to 9-11 and how, you know, the country, you know, got united behind the teams that, you know, returned to playing baseball. I never forget, you know, how emotional that was when the players Mm -hmm. returned to playing um, and, you know, here in New York, you know, see Mike Piazza hit that home run and, and, you know, all the outpouring of emotion, but sports has that ability to bring people together. And so it's interesting mm-hmm. that you say that because it's not just about who wins or loses. It's not about how many people are coming through the turnstiles and how much money you're making, but it's also this greater good component of sports that often gets overlooked. Yep. So it's interesting that you, um, you know, that you are able to have that perspective. And I can see how that could um, be helpful to you in interviews uh, at Columbia mm-hmm. and elsewhere. Um, yes. Speaking about Columbia, how, how has your experience been in the management program? You have to be excited, a couple of weeks away from earning yep. your master's, but how, how has the uh, program been for you? It's been really an amazing experience. Um, I, you know, I appreciate I wasn't supposed to initially come to Columbia. I had actually accepted a job offer um, my fall semester of senior year, and I saw this opportunity. They have an HBCU fellowship, and I asked my department chair at the time to nominate me, and she did. And um, I never expected to get in because I knew I didn't have the sports resume. But, I mean, I could, I can, I spoke to what, why I'm interested in what I want to do in the industry. And when I got my acceptance letter, it was great. But the really amazing part about getting into Columbia is that I was also named an HBCU fellow, um, which is a full tuition and fees scholarship covers housing. Um, it gets stipend. But the real joy has been my amazing cohort of fellow HBCU fellows that are all throughout Columbia School of Professional Studies. And I say that network has really pushed me as I have gone through this program. I mean, if I had a rough day in class or anything, they were there to support me. So I think that was really, yes, Columbia Sports Management was special, but the HBCU fellowship was probably the most special part of my experience. And in addition to your studies, uh, you've also, for the past several months, have uh, been working as a summer intern at Paramount Sports and Mm -hmm. Entertainment. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about 
uh, your experience there? Yeah, Paramount is a, a great company. I work for the president of football at Paramount. And um, essentially, I, I like the way he's ran my internship and given me a lot of autonomy over projects. Um, so he has had me planning events and um, contacting brands and creating branding strategies. And so it's been a good experience because I, I said I want to be an agent. You know, that was my career path for a long time. But really getting that first hands-on look at the agent experience has really kind of helped me more clearly define what I want to do in the sports industry. There's so many things you can do in the industry. And me personally, I'm a hands-on learner. So I knew that in my internship experiences, because I needed to really try my best to get as much hands-on experience with what my day-to-day would be like so that I could really understand if it's what I wanted to do or not. And so far, I really I, I really do enjoy the work of the agent life, and I respect it. I mean, it is a grind that, like no other, it is incredible the way that watching my the agent I work for kind of maneuver has been really an incredible experience, and he's also become like a mentor. So I really appreciate him for even giving me the opportunity. I met him through a friend, so that power of networking – um, even amongst your families and friends, it was, you know, making sure they know what you want to do because she introduced me to him because she knew I wanted to be an agent. And so it was really a good experience for all of us. Okay. And you know what? We can give him a shout out. I mean, who who's the agent <laughs> that you're working for? I work for Chris Coy. Okay. So shout out to Chris, um, <laughs> who's having a, a, a positive impact and influence on you it's always good yes. to to get people positive. some props so, yes, so uh, shout out to chris for that you know um you know I've, I've been in the sports business um going back to the mid 90s as an intern at the mlbpa and then later as a full-time lawyer there um and have worked with agents over the years and like you i've gotten to see the agent business up close right and unlike you, though, when I saw it up close, I said, uh-uh, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, that's all a personal a personal right. choice. But what is it about the agent business that attracts you uh, to it at this point in your in your journey? I realize I enjoy dealing with players, especially, at, I think, at this point in my life. It's, um, you know, it's fun, but I also have this duality element of myself where yes I can have fun but I'm always going to kind of make sure business is handled and um that's really the fun thing to me about the agent life is the the balance that I I feel like it gives me personally um because I operate at such a high level of both work and play I think it's really a good fit for me when I can do both um I like I like helping players I like meeting families and I mean, I think about, especially, you know, when I told some people I wanted to be an agent, the first thing they told me was uh, we're talking about how agents take advantage of their players. And I think a lot of agents get a bad reputation. And dealing with Chris and um, even his players, I'm like, these players are amazing. They're people, they're humans, and they're amazing people. And, you know, sometimes I don't think – I think the – 
the way things have gone in the past have created just this negative stereotype around agents and sometimes even players. And um, fortunately, I work for a good agent now. I'm not going to say there's not any bad ones out there. But really seeing that type of work, you know, and being able to change that stigma around it is what kind of attracts me to it because you can be a good agent. No question about it. I mean, you know, having had the, you know, the opportunity and the privilege to work with agents over the years and to continue to work with them closely, I have nothing but respect for the work that they do. Um, And, you know, I see so many that are dedicated to not only their player client, but to the families of the players Mm -hmm. and to the overall well-being of the, you know, the athletes. So, right. no, I agree with you. I think agents right. um, do have a bad rap, sort of like lawyers, yeah. you know, um, right. you know, but um, certainly there are some, some really good agents out there. And to me, and to me, it's also about preparing the players for life after sports, because yeah. your sports career is only going to be so long. And, you know, I, I look at the career of my uncle, he had a 12 year NFL career, which is, you know, a long time because the average NFL career is three years. So, you know, if I can help my, help some guys really prepare, get them involved in other things and make the most of the opportunity they have when they're in the league, that would be something that kind of would bring me a lot of joy. And it's so needed, Bria. You know what I mean? It really <laughs> is. Um, and, you know, most of the players associations and even some of the leagues are, you know, focused on that as well, you know, Mm -hmm. career transition for players uh, and for athletes. And it's never too early for a player or athlete to think about that. And many times they're not going to think about it on their own. And so they need people around them who are going to be looking ahead and saying, we do have to plan for life after the game. Um, So it's good that you're aware of that as well. Um, now, Bria, I mentioned that, um, you know, at, you're, you're also on your way to the NBA um, in, I would guess, what, about a month or so? Um, yeah. Why don't you tell us about the, uh, first of all, tell us what the program is, the opportunity, the position mm-hmm. that you will be stepping into at the NBA in a few weeks. So I am a part of the NBA associate program for Um, I got in this year, and essentially what it is is a two-year rotational program. Um, We go through four rotations, there's six-month rotations through different departments, um, and we kind of get to see different aspects of the business and figure out what it is we really like, Um, maybe even figure out what you don't like, which I think is equally as important. So that's kind of the role and the position I will be stepping into in September. I'm really excited about it. Now, have you selected, you said it's a two-year rotation, and is it four right. departments, you said, that four you'll go through? yes. Have so you, have you have chosen not, your four? I have not chosen my four. Um, I think one of the things, I kind of want to let them surprise me for my first rotation um, because I think I, I think I know which directions I'm interested in heading, but you know, I do want to get this kind of experience where there's one more out-of-the-bag experience, something that not, may not necessarily be in my thought. And it could be something I end up wanting to do, too, but I kind of want to let them surprise me for my first one um, and then kind of just see where I go. Hmm. That's an interesting approach, right? Um, because, 
you know, many times we want to go in the area of our inclinations, right? What are Mm -hmm. we inclined to do? What do we think we're good at? Um, What are we familiar with? Um, But to, you know, to say, well, you know what, place me somewhere. It may not be what I would have chosen, but I'm open to the opportunity. So it'll be interesting to see how that first rotation works (laughs) out for you. (laughs) It will. It will. I mean, and that's one of the things I pride myself on is really being able to be adaptable and flexible in any situations. If you would have asked me when I moved to New York that I would be working at the NBA as opposed to the NFL or MLB, because those are really the more two prominent leagues that I grew up following, I would have told you you were crazy, but I mean, you, I got the opportunity and I had to seize it because the NBA is incredible. I mean, I, I can learn so much from this league, um, you know, in a short time span that I could not pass the opportunity up. Bria, I'm starting to wonder where you've come from because for someone who's so new to this industry, you, you seem to have a, a, a pretty good grasp of things because once again, you said <laughs> something that really just struck me and it's something that I just believe in so firmly. You talked about the importance of being or how you are adaptable and flexible. Mm-hmm. And I believe if you're, if anyone and, and, and for any young person out there that's listening to this or will listen to it, if you're interested in working in the sports industry, having the ability to adapt and the willingness to be flexible is an absolute must. If Mm -hmm. everything has to be in order, if everything has to fit neatly into your day planner or whatever, go do something else because that's not the sports industry. And so um, again, just very interesting to hear you say that because these may seem like simple concepts and in some ways they are, Mm -hmm. but the simple things are the powerful things. Right. And right. I think that, um, you know, this idea of being flexible, being adaptable, uh, especially yep. in the sports industry where things change so quickly and you have to be willing and able to move with it um, yep. is is really important. So, yep. yeah, starting to, first, wonder, my... <laughs> starting to wonder, Bria, starting to wonder. Well, okay. My first mentor in um, who works in sports was my cousin, Ed Tomlin. And he um, works in sports marketing and has for a number of years. And I remember he told me, I was like a senior in high school, and I told him I wanted to be an agent. And he said that it's a dirty business sports overall, potentially. Um, and he said that you have to be prepared for the unexpected. And I promise you, he, if he, when he listens to this, he's going to laugh and be like, I can't believe you remember that. But um, hmm. that was definitely the very first advice I got on being in the industry was, be prepared for the unexpected, be adaptable, be ready to move like there is no tomorrow. And if you're going to pursue this thing, just get ready for the ride. And so here I am. On here the you are. Fabulous ride of sports. Well, that's good. Good for you. I mean, again, good advice, but uh, also good for you for heeding that advice. Um, I, I try to that- listen when people talk. Good. Now let's take a step back though. Now the NBA, how how did you become aware of the opportunity? And again, you know, it it sounds, sounds like a great program. Um, And, and, and how did you, you know, how did you sort of successfully navigate um, the the process in order to end up with, you know, this, this uh, two year rotation? Yeah, I think 
one thing about me is I believe that what's yours is yours. Um, and I did not think this opportunity was mine. The NBA is a partner, um, a partner and sponsor organization of my HBCU fellowship. So I got an email about their internship program and the associate program. And because, like I said, I was a little stubborn when I first moved to New York. This was in the fall of 2018, so last fall. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna, I don't really, I don't think I really want to work in basketball. Not necessarily at the NBA because I love the NBA, but I was like, I don't think I want to work in basketball. And I just applied for an internship for the summer and then realized I wasn't eligible because I'm a master's student as opposed to an undergrad student. And so um, I remember I put in the application and I immediately got a rejection letter. Like, thank you, but no thank you. I said, okay, fine, it is what it is. I'm going to move forward. And then um, I know the application for the associate program had closed and I never really applied. And I got an email from the recruiter saying, hi, Bria, we have your resume. I reopened the application for you, you know, so that you can submit it. And I was like, oh, my God. So, you know, let's see how this goes. And when I had my first interview in December and um, they said they were interviewing thousands of applicants, I mean, like two, three thousand, four thousand applicants. And so I said, okay, you know, I didn't hear back for a while. I think in February I had my second interview. And I was shocked because I was like, they picked me to move forward. And then came the final round, and I was really shocked because I think it was only maybe 15 people in the final round. And in that final round, then I got the call back the week after I did my interview, and I was in such a shell shock because – I I just didn't I didn't think that this job was mine. You know, I didn't have any like I said much experience with sports. Um, you know, I didn't expect to be able to get this job, especially with it being so competitive. But I appreciate the NBA seeing something in me enough to say you can come work for us. We can help you grow, and we can we can be where you start your sports career. And I mean, the whole process was nerve wracking because I was like, I hope I get a job in New York because I don't want to move <laughs> from the city yet. I'm not ready to go. So it was a great, it's been a, it was a really great recruiting experience. I mean, really big shout out to the NBA recruiters. They were very kind and responsive during the process and treated me like a person as opposed to just a candidate. So that was something I really enjoyed through the process. Well, that's fantastic. And, and, you know, just in this conversation that we've had here today, you know, I I can get a real sense of why you were able to move successfully (laughs) through that process, even though, you know, you may not have thought it was yours or you didn't think Mm -hmm. that your sports background was the strongest or whatever, but even some of the things that we've talked about, your awareness of how, having a broader perspective of what this thing called sports is the sports industry. Mm -hmm. What is it and how the various ways it can affect someone's life, the various ways that you can service, you know, a player or if you're working for the league and all the rest of that, there've been some things even in our brief conversation that have come out that I'm sure were on display as you went through the process with the NBA Um, (laughs) and that allowed you to continue going forward. So hats off to you as well as, you know, yes, shout out to the NBA, but hats off to you as well for being able to, to make it. And um, so I guess we're going, that means then 
that here at Sports 360, we may have to share you with the NBA. So we can't mm-hmm. say that we found you on our own. I guess we have to, but that's fine. <laughs> You're still a rising star, um, uh, and we're glad to have you here. Um, now, Bria, you and I, we had a couple of conversations uh, offline mm-hmm. prior to yep. today, and one of the things we kind of laughed about was in speaking to younger people, students and young professionals about how to break into the game, Mm-hmm. usually old fogies like me kind of, you know, we, we, we start telling war stories and all kinds of things from back yeah. in the day and eyes glaze over and people say, you know, what are you talking about? You know, um, <laughs> they're respectful, but they kind of, you know, right. uh, might have that, that response. But um, for someone who's in your position, right. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to a a fellow young professional or, a, a student who is looking to make it into the sports industry uh, because, you know, from your perspective, which is a current one and a fresh one, mm-hmm. it may have more impact um, for someone who's looking to do what you're doing. Well, what would be yeah. some of the keys that you would share with a young professional? I think one is the being aware that, if it is meant for you to be in this industry, it will happen. And don't pressure yourself on the timing of it. Um, because like I said, I, I personally just, I didn't think I would be getting into Columbia and doing sports management or all of this until I was in my later 20s. And I'm still in my really early 20s and I'm 22 and I'm in sports. Um, so don't worry about the timing of it, you know. Sometimes you may have to take more steps than others, and you can't compare your journey to someone else's, really, because it's your journey. And you have to own that and be proud of the journey that you're taking to where you want to be. And make sure you're taking the steps. If there's not a door there, make one. Um, I have a friend who she wants to do she wants to do sports nonprofit work, and she has developed a whole sports nonprofit programming that she taking to colleges and universities saying, hey, I can implement this for you. You know, create stuff for yourself. Don't be afraid to take risks. Um, volunteer. I mean, the two sports things that were on my resume as of this past, as of January of this year were, well, the one thing at that point was volunteering um, with flag football on Saturdays in Brooklyn. And um, then I found a way to volunteer. I've been volunteering since March with a flag football league in Harlem. And so volunteering, I mean, that alone shows that you're interested in the industry and be genuine about it, you know, be genuine about, because if you're doing something you love and sharing that love with children, I mean, that's inspiring. That's admirable, but be genuine about it. Cause you know, you don't want to be one of those people that's just doing it for, um, you know, for the recognition, but I think you can be genuine about your approaches to things and don't be afraid. I mean, take it head on and really, I say focus also on your transferable skills because yes, you can do all the internships and sports you want, but if you don't have the skill set to do your job, it won't be as beneficial to the company and eventually it catches up with you. So lay the groundwork and you'll be fine. And I also say that it's like one of the things for me that 
I don't define my success by my own accomplishments. I believe that, um, you know, it has to be the power that I, um, I'm able to unleash in other people. So give back, give your in, give your wisdom back because I believe that what you put out comes back to you. So if you put out good energy, advice, um, and really try to be genuine and help people, it will come back to you in ways that you can never imagine. Stuff. And, and just picking up on your last point, absolutely right. Um, I believe the most powerful principle on the earth is sowing and reaping, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you sow, you'll reap. If you give, it will come back. And so that that is certainly important. You also said two other things that I want to f- focus on as well. Mm-hmm. One of them, you said, if there's not a door there, make a door. That's yeah. really, really interesting, right? Because we're talking about having an initiative. We're Mm -hmm. talking about not just simply looking at something and seeing what's in front of you, but also seeing what's not there. You know, it's it's about having a vision. It's about Mm -hmm. adding value. Um, I I think if you're going to come into this industry or any industry, the focus can't be on what the potential employer can do for you, give you a job, give you an opportunity and so forth. I believe the focus should be on what value can I add? Because if you yep. can add value, you'll have opportunities, right? Yep. And so you like will. you said, if a door's not there, make a door, show some initiative, do and, something and that you value. can then take to someone and say, this can help you. And this is how. Yep. And I think it's also important that you know your value. Um, you know, I, I mean, I've been in some situations where I put, you know, I didn't, I didn't think I was as valuable as I was, especially when it comes to my professional experience. So I really had to know my value and to spend, you know, appreciate those moments where I didn't feel as valued, but also find myself something better for me because I can live up to the expectation that I have for myself. I can. And I think one other point I'll say is write your vision and make it plain. Mm-hmm. I realized a couple of weeks ago that uh, my senior high school, I had this like five-year plan. And this was before I knew the ins and outs of business school and law school. And my plan was I was going to go to Spelman and I was going to go to business school in one year and be an agent in five years. But I was going to Columbia and I was going to be in sports. And lo and behold, you know, everything specifically didn't happen that way, but it happened. My plan has really come into fruition in the in that five-year plan. So now I'm looking at myself like, you got to write a new five-year plan because I've realized it works. <laughs> it works. Um, and I mean, that's something else I really believe in is writing it, writing it out, physically writing it out, not just texting it out, physically writing it out. And it'll yeah. manifest. Yeah, I agree with that as well. And then going back earlier to one of your other comments that I just wanted to come back to real quickly, um, mm-hmm. among the many good things you said, you said, don't be afraid. <laughs> Um, which yeah. I believe is key. And here's the thing. Don't be afraid to fail. And, right. and you, know, you know, because you, you are, you, I mean, there are going to be some yeah. things that you try that will not work. Yeah. There are yep. going to be some doors that will be closed in your face. That's mm-hmm. not the issue. The issue is what do you do after that? Um, right. You know, I, I've made mistakes. I still make mistakes and I got plenty more in me, but that yep. doesn't deter me. I'm going to keep going forward. Um, you know, with this, uh, you know, um, belief that if I keep going forward and applying myself properly, you know, all, you know, the things will, will work out. So, um, yeah, yeah, so don't be afraid. So that's a lot of good advice 
that you've yeah, offered I mean, up. There's purpose in every situation. The failure, the winning, there's a purpose behind it. We just have to take the time to understand it. And it helps us a lot to move forward. No question. No question about it. Yeah. Well, well, Miss Bria Townsend, I really enjoyed our conversation. Me too. And I'm going to uh, walk away from this and I'm still going to try to figure out where did you exactly come from? For Because for someone <laughs> who's 22 years old <laughs> to have the kind of grasp that you have on what I think are some really important principles and some important yeah. approaches to the industry and to life, um, it's, it's really impressive. And so I'm glad we had the conversation. I'm glad that we ha- uh, are playing a small part to introducing you to a, a broader audience. And I'm just looking forward to you doing great things. So thanks for taking some time today and certainly stay in touch because I, you know, yeah. I, I'm really interested in seeing how your career unfolds. Thank you. Townsend. Yeah, I'm excited for you. I'm excited <laughs> for you. This is the future right here on Sports 360. So thanks again, Bria, for taking some time to be with us. All right. Thank you.